Come to Counselor Find, a podcast for counselors past and present, finding their way in faith and current culture. We are your hosts, Shrek and Shopvac, also known as Terry and Zach. Welcome back, everybody. We're excited to have you with us. It's episode 18. Wow, it's so amazing to think of. And uh, I'm here again with Zach. Zach, say hello. Hey. And then uh, we are looking at some different topics this week. So, Zach, here's what I wanted to do. Um, I got thinking about some of the topics we've talked about in the last few weeks. And I was like, oh, there was a few things that I wanted to say that I missed. Or looking back, I wish we'd added to it. So what we're going to do is we're going to look back a little bit. Okay. Kind of touch on some of those topics and then um, maybe look ahead at the end. All right. Sounds good. And then if you have any thoughts that come up as we go back and forth, um, just let me know. Mm-hmm. We uh, started a few weeks ago. I think we started off just after the year and we were talking about church. Yeah. And we were really digging into like why church and what do we do about church and, and, and why be involved in a church. And, um, I just have been noticing, um, I think more than anything, and, and this is going to resonate really loudly in the, in our lives and in the lives of those around us, yeah. people want to be a part of something. You said that to, uh, we said that about an hour ago, we were talking about this mm-hmm. stuff and people want to be a part of something. It's like, yeah, that's what, that's, that's a big part of church. Why do we, we go? Because it's. It's family and it's mandated and it's, it's good for us. And but we want to be a part of something, something that's positive, something that's making good in the world. Mm-hmm. And, and I think, you know, if you're not a part of a church right now because it's online or because they can't meet, you got to start, like, do your homework and find something local and, mm-hmm. and nearby to be a part of, eh? Yeah. It is good for the soul. Yeah. Part of a community like that. Oh. And, and I think of it too. And so I also think about church and wrestling with the idea, like what, what is camp's role in that? Are we a church or mm. are we, um, are we not a church, but we're, we're, I know we're a parachurch organizations. We're an outside of the church or alongside the church right. organization. We are there to support them and to come alongside them and to encourage people to be a part of a church. But we're also like, we are a church. And so I wrestle with this a lot. And I think you know that, but how do we um, feed into one another and be that community and, and allow people to be a part of something? Yeah. Oh, I just want to see people be a part of something with us. I'm so excited about that. And I keep thinking about what does it look like for us to be a church alongside local churches? Mm. Right. Yeah. I don't know how. You don't know how? No. I don't know either. I have some big dreams about how we can do that and be a real impact in our community. Yeah. I mean, like my initial instinct is that yeah. we aren't quite a church because we're not there 52 weeks of the year. Mm. Like we aren't really, right? There's just weeks where there's nothing happening. We try to do monthly things, but even then it's pretty tough sometimes. So I think we're definitely at church for two months of the year when everyone, when camp's running. And then I think the rest of the year is a little iffy. So yeah. we have to do something about the rest of the year. Yeah. What do we do? To figure that out. I don't know either. I've been wrestling with that. How do we do that? Right. Cause I want to give people opportunity to serve. I want to give people opportunity to, to uh, be themselves and to use their gifts and to be a part of something that's doing something. Yeah. 
And even in this COVID time when we can't do something, we can be doing something, can't we? I don't know what. It's what I'm racking my brain. If you're listening to this and you've got an idea, please let me know or let Zach know because, man, I really want to see that happen. Uh, How does the church really connect and, and, and be something? What else do you got? What else do I got? Well, going back to episode 15, we were talking about that idea of feeling empty or feeling distant or disconnected from God. Mm -hmm. And how do we, um, how do we engage that feeling again? Or, and, and it was really important that we didn't let our feelings lie to us, that we weren't, right. We have to hold to that foundation that we are connected to God and he's connected to us all the time. Um, I think I wanted to go back and just kind of go through some of those practical tips Mm. um, that I kind of rushed through at the very end of like, how do we keep going and how do we lean into God? Um, And, and these are tips that they may not work for everyone, but everyone can use them at some point or another. Yeah. Um, So if you're, if you're feeling today, like you're disconnected from God or you're really feeling disconnected from the Holy Spirit or you, it's been a while since you've sensed him in your life. Here's some tips that you can practice that will help you reconnect with God um, to, to just find that path. We, we call them, I would call them sacred pathways. Right. Uh, ways that I connect to God or he seems to connect to me and just reignite that. Um, so we have uh, friends. If you're um, isolating yourself and you're not feeling connected, reach out. Yeah. Just connect. Um, it doesn't take anything to send a quick text to somebody and you'll be like, yeah, but I haven't talked to them in months. So what? Just send them a text. Mm -hmm. Hey, I haven't talked to you in months. Start it off like that. Hey, I haven't talked to you in months. I just gave you the intro, but how are you doing? Or was thinking about you or was like, Hey, I miss chatting. Yeah. So let's, you know, what are you doing? How's life? Um, reach out, make those reconnections. It's so, so vibrant, so important. And if they don't text you back, so what? You've reached out, you've done that connection. Um, more than likely they will reach out. <laughs> they'll, yeah. they'll reconnect back. Play and have some fun. When was the last time you laughed? When was the last time you just were having fun? Um, play. Play is fun. Play. Yeah, just play. <laughs> Do that fun stuff. Get out and throw some snowballs. Uh, shoot a puck at a wall. Um, get a board game out. Find something to do that's just fun and play. Get out some Lego, Play-Doh, scrapbooking. I don't know what it is. Oh, boy. You're not going to scrapbook? <laughs> I hope it's not that. Oh, it might be. Um, rest. Uh. Are you resting right Are you setting an alarm clock and getting up at a regular time in the morning and making sure you're getting good sleep? Uh, A lot of people are not doing that right now because their schedule's messed up and it's so wonky. Yeah, I think it's in Jordan Peterson's book that he talks about um, having a routine, a daily routine, like getting up at the same time every day vastly can improve your mental health. Oh, yeah. And um, help to beat like depression and stuff. Um, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's so vital. I find it too. We turn our alarm clocks off for a week 
and you start sleeping in and you're like, oh, I wanted to do this today and I just yeah. ran out of time. Or you feel like, oh man, I can't believe it's already 10 a.m. Like, Oh, it's so easy for the bedtime to be 10, oh. 20, 30 minutes later and yeah. then you're waking up 30 minutes later and then all of a sudden after a week, you're going to bed and waking up two hours later. Yeah. And, and it's hard too to get into a good sleep. Yeah. You're like, why am I waking up at 2 a.m.? Yeah. Uh, something's why am I, wrong. Why am I going to bed at 2 a.m. waking up at yeah. 11 a.m.? Yeah. It's not good. So get the right <laughs> rest. Get some good sleep patterns. Um, read your Bible. I was really struggling with this. I've been really struggling with this the first few months of COVID. Uh, it just felt like a chore and I wasn't doing it regularly and I wasn't getting anything out of it when I was doing it. And it's like, ah, uh, mm. I, you know, like this, there's no joy in it. What would you recommend for like how to read your Bible? Let's say we, let's say I say I struggle with reading my Bible regularly. Yeah. Where do I start? What do I, is there a, do I just pick a chapter or a, a book and just start reading or do I start at the beginning? Should I, is there like plans that I can follow? Like, I, I don't know. What would you suggest? So I tried, um, I have a Bible app. And it's yeah. got some reading plans with it. They're like five days or 10 day reading plans. And I've tried them. So I tried some of those last summer, last fall. Yeah. And they, they were okay. They were just kind of, kind of lame. And I could kind of power through an entire week in, in 30 minutes. Do you just jump all over with those or how does it work? Yeah. I just Google the topic, like being a good dad or oh. feeling stressed or whatever. Um, you know, God's sovereignty. Like a lot of stuff's out of context kind of, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and it's, it's built around that topic. So it's really topical. So Mm. if there's a topic you want, it's great. Right. But you can just kind of power through it. So it's not going to keep you going. Um, then there's also the Bible in a year. So I started January 1st. I downloaded an app Bible in one year. Yeah. And it's, it's Nicky Gumbel. So he does a little commentary and it's an old Testament and a Psalm or Proverb, and a New Testament passage every day. Okay. And so it's just like, I get up and I read it every day. But it's just random passages then? No, it's systematically working from Genesis and from Matthew. Okay. And, and so you're, you're like learning the story, is like you're getting context as you go? Yeah. And so he's okay. adding context. He's adding commentary to it. He's like, look, here's how it breaks down. And this is how we, you know, these two passages, here's how they they connect. Okay. And then there's a proverb or a psalm. Does he make you still read all of the like yeah. you go, unnecessary passages? Yeah, I'm, I'm in Leviticus uh, right now. See, is there a reading plan then that's like a Bible in a year, but also skips like the 30 verses of just like lineage that you don't need to read? So an, another thing I did a couple years ago was yeah. sat down with one. It's called The Story by Max Lucado. Right. And he's kind of taken the Bible, the story, and broken it down into like 30 parts. Mm. And it reads like a story. Okay. So he's dropped all the these and thous and begats and, you know. Made it easy to read. Made it easy to read. It's still the Bible in like NLT. Right. So it's like the new living translation of the Bible. But he's like. Man, it made sense or whatever. Yeah. It's not so that, like words yeah. and verses and, and numbers and chapters. I feel like there's a place for both because like, yes, those lineage verses and the Leviticus and all that are very important and I'm glad they're there and I would never want to get rid of them. But when I'm trying to like 
learn. <laughs> I yeah. don't want to read those. No, right? you don't. They're not helping. And they just kind of get in the way. And then likewise, like you're saying, there's lots of tiny pieces within like tons of verses that are useful, but they're making them harder to understand because there's the weird way that the English is worded. So, right. hmm. Like, so right now in the one year Bible, I'm reading through Mark Yeah, and Jesus is at the temple. It's the week before the cross. And yeah. He's talking about being the lamb of God or how he's, you know, he's talking about different stuff. And then you're in Leviticus. And so when, when Nikki Gumbel's talking about Leviticus and Mark and how they tie together and Jesus is, Jesus is the sacrificial lamb that they're yeah. talking about in the sacrificial system of Leviticus. But he's also bringing in like, and it says this in Hebrews and it says this in Isaiah and here's how these connect. And it's like, yeah. so he's not just sticking with you and Mark and in Leviticus, mm-hmm. but he's actually teaching you in that. Yeah. Like we're reading these two passages, but if they're not isolated, yeah, that, you know, it reflects this passage in Isaiah, which reflects this passage in Malachi, which is closed up by the writer of Hebrews. And we see it in, it's just really, he's doing a really excellent job. So I'm learning a little bit and I'm staying in the Bible every day. And uh, so that's how yeah. I would read the Bible. The, there's, so read the story. If you're just looking for a story, you need that casual. I just need to understand the, the Bible as a whole. Yeah. Th- that's a great way to do it. Get a one-year Bible app where you have like two chapters every day and you just got to read them. Yeah. Or do that topical search through a Bible app and see what you can find. Sit down with an actual paper book, <laughs> Bible. Yeah. And I would, if you're struggling and you're trying to reconnect with God and you're trying to see where you're at with that, mm-hmm. uh, the, the book of John is a great way to do that. Or it's just Jesus talking and. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt. Oh yeah. I go feel ahead. Like if your like electronic versions, your phone, iPad, whatever. Yeah. Laptop are great for if you just want to, you know, want to look something up quick. If you just want to get a couple verses in quickly, you know, verse the days that you might have apps like that, or maybe a Bible in a year app where it's just like random verses throughout or something like that. They're great for that. But if you're actually looking to retain information and learn something, it is proven that you're better off reading paper because you legitimately read better and you, you learn more information and you retain more information when you read on paper than when you do on uh, a screen. Yeah. It's like tactile, right? Well, it's just been proven that your eyes, when you, they've like tracked people's eyes when they read on a screen and you basically, it's more of like a, an F pattern where like you read across and then as you go down, you read less and less across. Oh, when you try cool. to read, you, like you retain less and less as you go down. Really? Whereas on a paper, it's more of an E where like you retain a little bit, miss, retain a little bit, miss, retain. Oh, like very cool. Like that. So yeah, it's interesting. Oh yeah. I get into your Bible. Mm-hmm. And if you're really struggling, like where do I start? I tell like, start with Paul's letters, like the mm-hmm. short letters, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. Uh, start with those short letters. Start with the letter to Timothy and Titus, like to young people. Yeah. Paul writing to young people that want to be in the church and they're new to this stuff and they're trying to learn. Go back. Most of the New Testament, really. Like, yeah, I would even say go back into some of those like story prophets. Yeah. Like read through Joshua, read through Judges. They're really weird stories. Like Kings or. Yeah, Kings. Samuel and Kings, yeah. like just read through some of the stories, the history stories. Uh, get the weird prophets like Jonah, Malachi, 
Hosea, the really short ones, you're like, oh, what is Habakkuk? Like, where even is that? <laughs> and um, they're like two chapters, five chapters, six chapters long. You can pound one out and you're just like done. Mm-hmm. And then get some Bible in you, you're like, that was really weird. He was really angry. Yeah. How is this a prophet of God if he's that angry? And figure that out. If I was, if you were going to tell someone to read one book, what would you be? What would you pick? Uh, Ephesians or Philippians. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. If I had one to take with me. Yeah. It would probably be one I of those two. I always like defaulted to like Acts or Romans for some reason. Yeah. Or one of the Gospels, but I don't know why. Um, Gospels are good. I would pick Mark. It's the shortest. It's the shortest. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. And and it's pretty easy to read. I, I like Mark. How important is reading all four versus <sighs> just reading one of them? So it's interesting to read all four because they do write from very different perspectives. Right. But does it get a little tedious? Especially reading no. them all in a row? There's enough of, like, you see the similarity. Yeah. And then you see, but you really do see it from different perspectives. Yeah. It's really neat. I think I've always mixed it up. I'll come back to it. Most people will pick Luke because he's the most like uh, inclusive, Chrono- like, chronological. He studied like it. Classic story. Oh, this it just is how seems, it happened. Yeah. Right. He, he laid it all out. He was writing it to a friend who had no clue, who was Greek. He's right. like, hey, this is, this is good news for you. And here's yeah. why. And uh, so it's really good that way. It, it gets everything. Whereas Mark is just like, and then, and then, and then. Right. Like, it, it, you see the word immediately, over and over again. Yeah. And I just like Mark. All right, yeah. what's the next tip? Oh, um, I have down here, laugh, mourn, laugh, mourn, work, and learn. Just that, like, feel your feelings fully, mm. but feel all of them. Don't just get stuck feeling sad actually mourn like move through the grieving process don't just try and be happy laugh like fully allow yourself to be joy filled right don't just um do something yeah work at it like if it's a job work at it if it's your schooling work at it like take it seriously if you're learning something make it part of your life you doing those daily mundane things reflect God's creation and work and joy and seeing that things were good and his pleasure. Like you're reflecting his character and doing those little things. Yeah. And you're going to connect to him better when you actually come together and you'd be like, God, today I really felt this. And he's like, yeah, I get it. Um, have a perspective of God's. Like, don't just get caught in the moment. See mm-hmm. that God is outside of time. God is outside of this time. Right. You know, we look and we go, wow, it's been a year of COVID. And we're like, I can't believe it's been a year. But what's a year in the scheme of things? Mm. And it's not God's first rodeo. Like, it's not the first time he's been here. It's not his first time at, at this amusement park uh, of pandemic it's it's happened before and he'll be here again How about amusement park well yeah sure. but it's been amusing definitely i guess had some thrill rides yeah um spend some time listening to good 
Christian, or not Christian, but some music that leads you to worship. Doesn't have to be. So probably Christian. <laughs> probably Christian. But uh, I guess what I was thinking was like, some people really connect with God through like piano or classical music or, right. or something. And I wouldn't call that per se Christian music, uh, classical music, but uh, even just like. Probably not the stuff that's on the radio. Not a lot of that's going to be really, <laughs> uh, what's the word I'm looking for that builds you up? You know what I mean? It's not going to build you up. Building up? Yeah, that's it. That kind of thing? Uplifting? Uplifting? <laughs> yeah, it's not the word that's I was thinking it. of, but uh, exhortation? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Anyways, get something that's going to yeah, probably, get your probably head. Cardi B is probably not going to do it for you. I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Don't think so. But it, <laughs> and not just like mellow background music, but really intentionally focus. Get out into nature if that's who you are. Like a lot, a lot of people really connect with God in nature. Like sit in the backyard under a tree for half an hour and just close your eyes and listen. Um, Side note. Sure. So we landed on <laughs> Mars, right? NASA got to we Mars did. or whatever. Oh yeah, NASA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, good to be spending money on that. Okay, well, that's a separate topic. Okay. The, I have seen so many people post about, not people I know, but thankfully, but how beautiful Mars looks and how, look at how, this is so amazing. Look how beautiful this planet is. It's a flipping desert rock. Yeah. What do you mean beautiful? I don't know. Like, we, you could literally go to, like, the ugliest place on Earth, and it probably still looks better than Mars. Yeah. And then... It's like, do you even know where you live? Like, there is so much, and the, these people probably wouldn't even say that about Earth. Like, oh, it's just so frustrating. I'm just sorry. I'm just, just so triggered, and I'm like, it's not beautiful. It's literally not. It's very cool that we landed on Mars. Sure, that's a really neat thing if that's what you're into, whatever. But it is not beautiful by no. any stretch of the imagination. Like, it's literally a blank rock. Yeah. Like, and. <laughs> You can find Red Rocks. Like, you can go to Red Rocks yeah. in, in the States and just go explore desert rocks. Take a picture, like, at Badlands in Burlington, and I bet you can make it look like you're on Mars. Anyway. So. Oh, the Badlands outside of Calgary yeah. are fantastic. Oh, there's ones in, like, Caledon, Burlington area. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, this was, that was a side note. I just was annoyed. Earth is by far... Prettier. Prettier. It's oh, yeah. the most beautiful. There's a reason that... God put us here and, and it was good on another planet. So yeah. Yeah. No, I know. I have to agree with that. That's a great comment. <laughs> what else you got? Um, let's see what else, where do we go from there? We went into, uh, we talked about identity for a bit and just knowing ourselves. Mm. Um, I thought that was good. I wanted to encourage people not to get so caught up in trying to find their calling. Yeah. That they don't enjoy the journey. That it's hindsight is always so much easier. Try things and, and be yeah. surprised by what you experienced along the way that brought you to where you are. Mm -hmm. um, I wouldn't have, I knew what at my calling at 17, I wanted to be, you know, serving God's people. Right. And I thought that was a pastor because that's what I knew. And then I look back now and I see, well, how many different places. Where I didn't live that calling of serving God's people because I wanted to be a pastor mm. and I missed out on the opportunities that God put in my way. Right. So like, instead of trying to find your calling as you find out who you are, 
just try things and be in the journey and enjoy it. Um, had a really interesting conversation with a guy last week who's like, I hate this dream. Like, what is your dream? Uh, this idea that we were, you know, um, he's, he's one of the leaders at Arrow with us. And we were asked okay. to like, um, go through an exercise where we looked at our past and what was God teaching us about our past and what was God teaching about us our present and what was our dream for the future? Mm-hmm. Like what was God revealing for the future? And we were looking at in the light of Joshua one, uh, where we were told to have courage and go and take the land and that God would be with us. And when we, we met together as leaders, the one guy was like, I hate this idea of dreams. Hmm. God, if we, we live in a dream place, and we try and drive for a dream, like that may not be fully attainable. It's, it's, right. a, it's a dream. And a dream is different from vision. Like someday I would love to see us reach X. Right. Okay. But he's like, when you dream, that's a vision, but it's not all scoped out. Whereas like, if your dream is, I'm going to yeah. be an astronaut and I have to do all I can to get this dream. Yeah. And if I don't, then I'm a failure. He's like, I feel like I visions are attainable dreams and dreams are are just that. They're are, dreams. They're like creative brainstorming. Are just anything. They're anything you may want, but they can include attainable and not attainable things. Yeah. Yeah. So I, they're usually just I end know. goals, really, that are not always attainable. I don't know if I fully agree with them. It was a really interesting conversation interesting. because I live I a lot. Know. I dream a lot. I have yeah. a ton of things that I'm throwing at the wall. But you don't act on all of those things no. and make decisions according to those things. No, which you're is, right. I think I don't. a big difference. Yeah. Like, like someone's like, well, what's your dream job? I'm like, well, no, I don't know. That's question. a tough question. Tough question. Like I'd love to be an NFL analyst or right. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know. It's a, like, uh, I'd like to yeah. like work with an NHL team. I don't know. Yeah. Like what is that ever going to happen? I want to do no. color commentary <laughs> on a, a Sunday afternoon NFL game. Like dream okay, realistic well, job. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Different I kind of, kind of live in that. Right. Live in the dream, dude. Like, yeah. Pretty happy here. So yeah. Content. There's yeah. not so much that I need to worry about. So I, I was interesting. It was dream just job. A, probably retired. Like, I don't know what, <laughs> what <laughs> that's right. Do what I want every day. Like, I don't know. I also that. want a million dollars. So, well, that's not going to get you very far anymore, but no, it's not. <laughs> just get us, get a, you buy like a tractor, you buy a condo come in and start to make a hole in the ground at camp. One condo in Toronto. No, man. <laughs> Anyways. And then that okay. was it for my tips. And then we talked about identity and who we are. And, uh, then we talked about leadership and yeah, th- leadership. What, uh, you got anything else there? I, I think we did a really good, like, so I didn't feel bad listening to that episode i thought it was really good mm-hmm. we talked to a lot of a real variety of leadership and we got i think we got across the point that we can all be leaders right but what we didn't say i don't think is that there is specific people who are leaders <laughs> right and so i, I kind of went into that conversation wanting to encourage everybody to to take the opportunity to have an influence on people around them right and, and to see uh but we didn't really talk about what is a good leader or how do we lead through change or how do we, how do we select the leaders that we follow? Well, I mean, yeah, there's only so much we can say. Like I leadership know. is a six week topic on its own. Yeah. And you have entire people that just, that's their lives. There's 
thousands and millions of books written about it. And, yeah. Um, what would you want to say then about <sighs> leading through change? I think it's really important um, when you're talking about leading through change, like we can look back through the last year of COVID and see where we've, we haven't had good leaders. Yeah, no. They've made decisions and they've implemented them. I wouldn't say that it's off it, any of it's been really positive change. No. And, and it's kind of been like when people stop following their leadership, they just get a bigger stick and threaten you more. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's been a lot of, so you can lead through change with fear and you right. can use scare tactics to lead through change. Uh, we've seen that really drastically in COVID. But you see it in organizations too, right? Like either it's our way or the highway. Like we're going to make this change and you have to buy in or you have to get out. Right. And, um, but when you see an organization that comes along and says, Hey, we, we need to change our culture and we're going to get down to the the bottom of it and the roots. Yeah. And we want everyone, we don't want everyone's opinion, but we want everyone to buy into it. Right. And that's a difference. Whereas right now everyone has an opinion. And they think they have a right to their opinion. You don't always have a right to your opinion, mm-hmm. especially as, as followers of Christ. We've, we've sacrificed our rights at the cross. We've made Jesus our Lord. Mm-hmm. And if I make him Lord of my life, then I give up my rights. Right. And so it's not about rights. It's about saying, okay, this is, I'm buying into this and I have, uh, and I think it's, it's leading positively means I want you to come with me. I want you to be a part of this. I want you to buy in. I want you to have ownership, not just buy in, but mm-hmm. own it, own it. And, yeah. And be a part of the process of the change. Good leaders will help you see your place where you can make a difference. And it goes back to that wanting to belong to something that's making a difference. Right. Whether that's a car company or it's a, food that we all buy or it's it's an organization that we're a part of um i think that's really important and and you can really tell good leaders they're they're not just always the best speaker moses was a was not a good speaker but he was a great leader Hmm. he cared about the people right and he just did what he needed to do to get them to move and sometimes they were stubborn and he got mad and sometimes they excited him and surprised him. And other times it was just, it was just work. Yeah. But he, he didn't give up leading them and caring for them and making sure that they, they were important. I just love that example of it. So I would say that um, if you're going through change, there's change, changes can be really positive, but it should lead to transformation. Yeah. I look back at camp over the last seven years that I've been there and you've been there most of that time with me. Um, that's really cool to think of. Mm-hmm. And uh, man, that's really cool to think of. Move on. Anyways. Um, and, and it's been transformative. Right. And I feel like, I guess one of the things I'm wrestling with in this, this time out of having programming yeah. is like, what's our next transformation? Right. How do we start asking why again? Why are we doing it this way? And, and then what do we do to answer that? What will we do to answer that why question? 
I'm excited to see that, mm. how we can be creative again and, and use this to transform camp even further. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, and I think, so that, that excites me and that's some big things in the pipeline. Yeah. yeah. And, and, um, and I think we are leaders that you follow will see that and feel that excitement. Right. And it'll, you, you want to follow them because they, they generate that. Even in the hard times, you're like, okay, this sucks right now, but we're going to gut this out and look what's on the other side. Yeah. We get through this jungle or over this hill. There's something else there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. And then celebrate those things, right? Celebrate the transformations. Take time to stop and say, wow, look at this. Celebration is so important. Yeah. Yeah. It's just really, really important. I think we, we either celebrate or we work, but we don't celebrate our work. We don't blend them together. Like, hmm. this was tough to get here. Let's celebrate that. So, yeah, those are some things I would think that we could talk about. Um, anything we missed that you wanted to touch on or I don't think so. I guess we also did a session on gap years in there and I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. I don't think I have anything else to add. No, it's been great to do this journey with, with everybody. And, Mm -hmm. uh, um, we're looking forward here, like the next, you know, 10, 10, uh, episodes or so we've got some other topics. Yep. Um, some of them are going to be interesting, I think, on... Yeah, like, they're just random things we've thought of. Mostly, random things so. that we've thought of or come across in the last little bit and... Or taught at camp in the past. Yeah, and we thought, hey, we should revisit these topics. But again, we're more than happy and willing and want to do any topic that you guys bring up. Yeah, so just let us know. One. Yep, send it to us, send mm-hmm. it our way. Um, so that's all I got, looking back, looking forward. Yeah, those topics coming up, some on... Uh, the Holy Spirit and spiritual disciplines and some on different topics of uh, uh, relationship and relationships with like social relationships and and personal relationships. And different cultures. Yeah. How do we deal with culture and justice? Yeah. Justice versus what the other one was and sports culture versus Jesus culture. Yeah. Some really interesting topics. um, Evangelism, stuff like that. Yeah. So join us for those. We're really looking forward to it. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can't believe we're heading into the spring. Finally. Yeah, it feels good. Um, on that, hey, and you know what? We finished the, our Star Wars cycle as a family. We watched through oh, yeah, all yeah. 11 movies. How'd that go? Um, I have to say that looking at those movies one-on-one, like one by one as they came out with all these years in between them, you were, I was so disappointed. Oh. I was disappointed with episode, you know, one, two, and three when they came out. And then... Um, I really didn't like episode eight right? with Luke Skywalker and him all like yep. weird and burning the Jedi tree. But and what, you all, them all? Yeah. Hmm. When you watch them in order and you see how they build on each other and, and the work that went into holding certain. So did um, you watch one through eight and nine or did you watch? We watched one, two, three, solo, oh, rogue right. one. Right. And then four, five, six. Um, we didn't watch the Mandalorian, but, but you've seen we've it. seen it. And then we watched seven, eight, nine. Right. So we just finished nine okay. the other night. Cool. Oh yeah. Fantastic story. Um, yeah. And I just, 
there was pieces that you wanted to see. And I thought Nine did an okay job of pulling some of those loose threads together. Yeah. I, I wanted more. Right. I wanted, wanted more. Yeah. But it was good. Really good. I've always liked them. I mean, I, I never like had too high hopes, I think, for some of those movies. So it was easier to just... It was a good action movie. Yeah. It was entertaining. Oh, fantastic action movies. I think Julia said the other night after watching the last one that she still thinks Solo is her favorite. Yeah, it's she just, up there for me. Rogue One's my favorite, though. Yeah. I love how watching episode nine after Rogue One, like I think in the theaters that came out, they kind of had permission to kill off some people right. suddenly to show the sacrifices and you started to lose people that you really loved. How cool is it going from Rogue One to episode four? Oh, fantastic. Must be so good. It's so good. Quality dropping a lot, but (laughs) yeah. And you can see where Disney's done a lot to really improve the quality of episode four. Oh, they redid it, right? Because they've, they've done it in high def again and they tried to up, I don't know how they can do that. Upgrade the film quality or whatever. How they do it. They're actually doing it with the Lord of the Rings movies right now. Really? Releasing a new, done it before. And then they're releasing another set of blu-ray with those ones and they're it's going to be like insanely better because they're doing the new technique i can't i watched a video on it but really? i can't remember what it's called but if they did that with a star wars it would be really good you'll like that anyway mm. we've nerded out for too long so we should probably end it here okay thanks everybody and we look forward to seeing you uh, uh, next week thanks bye bye